This is Lessons in Leadership, and you know that because you check us out every Sunday on News 12 Plus at 10 a.m. But Mary, that's not the only place. By the way, that's Mary Gamba, beautiful background, co-anchor, executive producer. Mary, there are so many places. There are, and we have two new us. places. Yes, we have iHeartRadio and Audible are the newest places where you can find Lessons in Leadership, in addition to Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course on our website at stand-deliver.com. So we're really thrilled about all the different places where you can find our program. Do we not have promotional partners? Oh, wow, I'm glad that you asked, Steve. Let me just take a look down at my list. Uh, we have CIANJ and Commerce Magazine, NJBIA and New Jersey Business Magazine. And I would also want to let people know they could follow you and us at Facebook at Steve Adubato, PhD. That's A-D-U-B-A-T-O, and it'll be right up on screen, as well as on Twitter at Steve Adubato. Yep. And by the way, Sylvester on the back end and great post-productions will be putting up the website, stand-deliver.com. Free articles, information. We're not trying to sell you anything. You know, not that there's anything wrong with that. We just don't do it. Hey, let's bring in our good friend. He knows more about communication, marketing, branding, and leadership than most. He is Randy Stoddard, Chief Marketing Officer at Delta Dental of New Jersey. Good to see you, Randy. Good to see you, Steve. It's uh, great to be here with you and Mary. Looking forward to uh, engaging discussion. You got it. By the way, he's got the nice, talk about branding. He's got the nice Delta Dental. By the way, underneath that, Delta Vision, is that the tagline, Randy? Delta Vision is a new product offering that we're coming out with. So we're, we're trying to build some awareness around it. But you'll be able to get dental insurance and vision insurance from us here in the future. And you notice if we were on our PBS side, we wouldn't be able to do what we just did. <laughs> but you could do it right now. Hey, Randy, let's do this. I, I know we have a million things to talk about. Uh, and I also want to talk about the presentation you gave recently, bringing your company back to life post-COVID. But you were saying that you and your colleagues where was it at your alma mater? We're talking about Zoom tips. Where was that? Vanderbilt. Oh, Vanderbilt. So, Excuse me. I'm, I'm a Rutgers guy, but it's all right. Now, Machine <laughs> Hall guy is one of our major sponsors, but go ahead. Hold on a second. Tell us some of the key Zoom tips that we should know. So, you know, Vanderbilt School of Medicine has been doing a lot of studies that I've been reading up on, on the effect of video conferencing on the mind and the body. And what they found is that it, in general, it causes stress. It's, it's overstimulation to be looking at a screen so long and seeing so many people moving around. Um, and it pushes your focus and your cognitive process to the limit. So um, the things they recommend, one, when you're presenting or having a meeting, plan for Zoom fatigue. So um, the Zoom attention span they found through eye tracking, where they make you wear goggles and, and look at the, they watch you as you're on a Zoom meeting. They say you have a 10 minutes attention span. So a good thing to do is to add in some videos here and there, change topics, change speakers, or even make the meeting interactive. Another big thing is to turn off the self-view because they also found through the eye tracking that people spend 90% of the time looking at themselves rather than looking at the uh, rest of the audience. Randy, hold on one second. I enjoy looking at myself on camera. <laughs> <laughs> As do I, I'm looking at myself right now and nobody knows. <laughs> What's wrong with that, Randy Stoddard? I tell you what, I mean, you're, you're gonna miss a lot of things that you would normally get if you were in person. So, 
you know, when you're in an in-person meeting, you see the physical cues. You see somebody rolling their eyes or turning their head. Um, and you also see the signs that we're innate, innately born with to show empathy and understanding. So, you know, there's a natural tendency to imitate body language and movements to show empathy. So if I am listening to you, Steve, and I start going this way and leaning this way, you might find yourself leaning that way. Or if I cross my hands like this, you may do that because we're built that way and wired that way. So if you're watching yourself, you miss yep. all of that interaction besides the ver verbal interaction. And by the way, Mary, let's do a section on the stand-deliver.com website in which we offer some Zoom tips as well. We'll steal some from Randy and credit him. But, but you know what's so interesting? Mary, just the issue of looking into the camera because Randy, is down here on my screen. Mary's up on the left, but to make connection, it's into the camera. Mary, and we do so many leadership and communication seminars. So many people are looking all over the place. How hard is it to make the connection right to the camera, Mary? It is so challenging and I found it extremely challenging. So I have a Zoom trick of my own where I shrink up the Zoom box really close to the top of my screen. So right now I'm actually looking at myself rather than the camera because I find that I just, I, I almost go cross-eyed when I try to stare right into the camera, but I agree with you, Randy, when we're doing meetings, uh, rather than a taped you know, program like this, when we're doing meetings, I don't uh, do this as aggressively. I do look around and you make sure you get those cues because if not, you can end up lose some, losing somebody who obviously is checking their email or just doing things that are not being engaged in the meeting. Well said. Hey, by the way, um, let me ask you this. We asked Dennis, uh, your CEO, Dennis Wilson, your CEO was with us and we talked about a whole range of things. Let me ask you something. I asked him his greatest, one lesson that he has learned in the past 14 months. We're taping this going into May, 2021. Randy, one leadership slash communication lesson you have learned throughout this incredibly difficult time is? So, I mean, I think you've got to be ready to change on a moment's notice. All of our marketing plans and communication plans, we're planning three months out instead of 12. And, and I think you've got to be very in touch with what your customer is experiencing and, and watching their journey and the, and the digital world relationship with you. So um, I think it's really a change on a dime and be focused on, on what's working and not working. Yeah, the follow-up to that, Mary, before you come in. You get, where did you give this presentation on the topic, bringing your company back to life post COVID? Where was that? Was that internal, external? No, it was the Mayo uh, Center for the Arts uh, business circle. They have a business team meeting. Um, and uh, that's the first time I gave this. I also gave it on a, a little bit of this on another uh, Digicon award show. What was the message? Um, you know, the message is about what, what can you do now in the in the post or the pandemic era here where everything is zoom and online to to do well and prosper so you know one of the top things is to be found and i i surface all these and statements about being right so be found it's a great time to invest in search engine optimization on your website and that's putting terms and video etc so that it attracts people organically to your website. Then it's also a good time to invest in paid search. So you're buying key phrases related to your business that drive people to your website. 
and also in paid social, uh, which is buying in social media terms uh, so that it brings people to your website as well. Hold on, Randy, but go back up. Buying, so I have, I don't know, about 13,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, we have a Facebook page, all these different pages. We can buy people to, how do you, what do you mean? You can, you can buy um, uh, certain audience, certain, so if you're, if you're searching on social media for health insurance or dental insurance, you, you might get a pop-up from Delta Dental. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's paid social media. That's paid um, social media. Yeah, and there's a lot of other things you can do as well. So in paid search, so if you're searching in, in whatever uh, web browser you use, uh, the same thing. You're searching for a dentist or health insurance, et cetera. You get a pop-up from us. And we also have the ability to do something called geofencing. So I could geofence around a, um, a, a particular area, a medical office building, and somebody in there will get a pop-up from Delta Dental. Well, by the way, tell everyone uh, Delta Dental represents a fair number of oral specialists, uh, doc, dentists, et cetera, right? How many and where? So in, in the state of New Jersey alone, there's about 7,000 dentists and, and we cover 90, 94% or so, 92, 94% are members of our network. And that's across all specialties, whether it's a general practice uh, dentist, um, a pediatric dentist, um, a dental surgeon, et cetera. We cover, you know, we have all those uh, dentists available in our network. Yep, and Connecticut too or no? Connecticut as well. Yep. Uh, same thing, you know, a uh, little bit smaller state, but we have 92% of the dentists up there as well in, in our network. So we have the largest network of dentists of, of any dental benefits provider. Mary Gamba, go. Yeah, no, thank you, Steve. And Randy, we had talked about a little um, prior to this, just about the different stakeholders that you were trying to engage. You've got, you just talked about the dentist, your members, but you also have an extensive team of thousands of people. How did you make sure over the past few months that you continue to stay engaged, particularly when your team was working remote? What did you do to make sure that you were meeting and exceeding the needs of all of your different stakeholders? So, you know, I'll start with just talking about our employees and, and early on in the pandemic, after we shut down, uh, at least physically, we did a survey of all of our employees to find out about their communication preferences moving forward. How often did they want to hear from us? Did they want it live or video? Did they want uh, just to hear from our CEO or other speakers? What kind of topics? And Initially, what we found is that they wanted to hear from us every four to six weeks. They liked the video format. We sent it out in a text message with call them all and also with um, uh, email. Um, and, and the main thing they were looking for is reassurance. They, they wanted to see and hear from our CEO and others that uh, the business is continuing forward. Um, they liked the operations update, not necessarily details, but it just gave them comfort to know the business was moving forward. And, and I think that was something that was very key for us. Then, you know, we also um, have been doing all types of activities to keep our employees engaged. We've had a virtual volunteer week. We sent all of our employees a gift box for customer experience month around the theme, tough times don't last, tough teams do. 
Um, and so we've we've done a lot of things just to, to keep everybody engaged. Uh, Mary, I'm a quick follow up on this. Leadership development. The culture of Delta Dental, and we've known you and Dennis for a long time. We talk about these things all the time. How do you promote and develop the potential leaders of the organization moving up and getting better? How do you do that? Um, I mean, we offer all kinds of training. Um, we try to assess where our, all of our associates are at least once a year, if not ongoing, and make sure we're develop, helping them develop a career path and a plan. Um, we um, also have mentor program. We have a leadership development program as well. Uh, so so we, we have certain folks who will go into that program and, and develop skills over the course of five or six months that are gonna help them succeed in the company. Yeah, before I let you go, Mary, the diversity piece is big. Yeah, definitely. Randy, can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, with everything going on in our country over the past few months, and unfortunately, things just seem to be getting worse and worse every day. Talk a little bit about how you addressed all of that going on. I mean, in addition to COVID, having all of the uh, divisiveness and things going on in our in our country. Particularly around race. Yes. So, you know, we, we had a lot of discussion initially when, when everything, uh, you know, broke with George Floyd and, and everything else. Uh, uh, during the pandemic, and we decided to engage with our associates on all levels. So, um, you know, initially um, with George Floyd, we issued a statement to our employees, and we also dedicated a town hall to it. Um, we were fortunate because we had already uh, had a diversity and inclusion council in place for well over a year. Um, but we did a lot more on top of that. We built a diversity and inclusion website and calendar of events. We made contributions to the Urban League. Um, we created a matching program and website for associates with a choice of charities they can put forward. Um, we now have a diversity book club. We have screensavers where we talk about uh, every, uh, you know, all different kinds of, of uh, people and groups every month. Um, and we also issued a statement on Juneteenth, uh, followed by a town hall, and we've made Juneteenth the company holiday moving forward. Right. A lot going on there. By the way, before I let you go, uh, I know we're taping this as we go into May, but we have a big charity golf tournament that Delta Dental hosts up at Essex Falls Country Club that I'm honored to, 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 to moderate, if you will, and it raises money for some great charities. Right, Randy? Yes, we're, um, we're, we're proud to be holding it once again. I, I believe it's our 31st uh, annual golf classic uh, to raise funds for Special Olympics in New Jersey, which is our flagship charity. Um, over the course of time, we've, we've raised about a million and a half dollars yep. for them. Uh, it's a great organization. The, 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 unfortunately, during the pandemic, they, they um, lost a lot of their events that were the source of funding. So uh, we, we kept ours last year and we're continuing forward this year. We look forward to seeing you out there, Steve, and, and getting on the course with you. Yeah, you could see my great golf game. I'm not that I'm bragging, <laughs> just saying. I don't know why I was never invited. Mary? Mary? I don't play golf. I'm just joking, Randy. You do not. Well, uh, to you're, you're welcome to come. I mean, I'm good uh, at driving the golf cart. I'm really good at that. Don't do it. She's a good athlete, <laughs> not a good golfer. No. Randy Stoddard, uh, Delta Dental, our great friends at Delta Dental also support us on the public television side. 
Thank you, Randy. Best to you and Dennis and the team. Mary, Dennis, Steve. Lessons in Leadership, right back after this. This edition of Lessons in Leadership with me, Steve Adubato, and my colleague, Mary Gamba, is brought to you by Valley Bank, the Bucino Leadership Institute at Seton Hall University, New Jersey Sharing Network, Prager Metis, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 825, and Seton Hall University, showing the world what great minds can do since 1856. This is Mary Gamba. If you want more leadership tips and tools, log on to stand-deliver.com. That's stand-deliver.com. Promotional support for this edition of Lessons in Leadership with me, Steve Adubato, and my colleague, Mary Gamba, has been provided by NJ.com, NJBIA, and New Jersey Business Magazine, CIANJ, and Commerce Magazine. Construction companies work at the heart of our communities. So do the operating engineers of Local 825, who build our roads and bridges and ensure the safe transmission of energy that keeps us on the move. Local 825 works with contractors as partners in quality, safety, and training. Our achievements stand as monuments to collaboration that will last for generations. This message has been brought to you by the members of Operating Engineers Local 825. Better building begins here. Welcome back. This is Lessons in Leadership. I want to thank our good friend, Randy Stoddard from Delta Dental. We're about to introduce a really interesting friend that we did a pre-tape with, Principal uh, Baruti Caffelli. He is an educational expert, a speaker, a consultant. And he also, every Saturday morning, I check this out, the Virtual Assistant Leadership, excuse me, the Virtual Assistant Principal Leadership Academy. He's got hundreds, thousands of people joining in on Facebook Live. He gives advice. He talks to educational administrators. It's Awesome, and that's a pre-tape. But Mary, before we go to that, can we let everyone know who makes Lessons in Leadership possible? I am happy to do so. We'd like to do a huge shout out to Valley Bank, Prager Metis, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 825, Seton Hall University, and the Bucino Leadership Institute, and lastly, but not least, uh, the New Jersey Sharing Network. And let me just clarify that Seton Hall University is my favorite university favorite basketball team, mm -hmm. just clarifying. Yes, and um, it's my sister's alma mater as well. So yeah. it's in our family too. My alma mater is Rutgers, but when Rutgers plays Seton Hall, I know who I'm rooting for, it's the Pirates. Hey, listen, this is uh, Principal uh, Baruti Caffelli. Every Saturday morning, check out his Facebook Live uh, Virtual Leadership Academy. We do le leadership academies. Mary, I have an idea, by the way, of our own Virtual Leadership Academy. And you'll see why after you check this out. It's really good. It is my honor to introduce uh, a great leader, Principal Baruti Caffelli. Uh, he is a motivational speaker, educational expert, consultant, and um, Principal Caffelli Consulting is his company. You'll see the website up. So first of all, good to have you with us, Principal. Great to be with you. By the way, Principal Caffelli was at uh, so many places, Newark Tech High School, uh, Patrick Healy Middle School, Hubbard Middle School, it goes on and on. But so check this out. There's a lot of garbage on social media. Stay away in many ways. But on Saturday mornings, 11 o'clock, I know where I'm going to be because a few weeks ago, I realized he was there. What goes on at 11 o'clock every Saturday? And what does it have to do with leadership, Principal? Yeah, um, the, vir the Virtual Assistant Principal Leadership Academy. 
every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock. And I, I created it because I, I have deemed many years ago that the most misunderstood and underutilized position in education is the assistant principalship. And I wanted to do something about it. And hence, that's a, a, one of the tools to changing the narrative of the assistant principal. You know, we're going to use this on our lessons in leadership program as well. But I got to ask you, <clears throat> when I came on, the level of engagement, interactivity, people say, you know, you can't connect with people remotely. Yeah, it's harder. We agree. We get that. But Principal Caffelli is going back and forth with people. They're asking questions. It's, by the way, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, YouTube Live, Twitter Live. Check them out. Go on the website. You'll find out. And I'm getting, I'm trying to get in the conversation and I'm learning and listening. And I run leadership academies at all different kinds of places. And his is a lot better than mine. I learned an awful lot. How do you get that level of engagement, Principal? You know, that, you know, that that thunder and lightning that I bring to it. It's, it's a magnet because it's one thing to bring the content, but when you're bringing that energy, that passion, it, it just <laughs> it, it just says to the listener that he's into it. He's into this content and he's into us. And that, that, that increases the viewership. You know, people want that energy because, you know, the weeks are tough, the times are tough, but you got a guy that's spending an hour, you know, bringing that level of passion. It, you know, it's, 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 it's infectious. So, you know, we get a lot of people on there. Is there, is there significance to what you wear on the weekends? Because you always wear these great, good, what do you wear? Negro Leagues. I, um, somewhere along the way, I became infatuated with, <laughs> with the whole history of the Negro League. So I decided, I said, let me own as many jerseys as I can of the, of the Negro League players and teams. So I have about 40 different jerseys. And that baseball. Is, baseball, yeah. So we're talking Satchel Page. We are talking about Jackie Robinson came out of that as Jackie well. Robinson, yeah, all, all of those players. So I wear their Negro League jerseys, including Willie Mays, you know, and, Great and, Willie Hank, Mays. Aaron, and Hank Aaron. Um, you know, people were looking for me to wear the, the Hank Aaron jersey on, uh, on, on that weekend that he passed, but I had just worn it two weeks prior. So I said, no, I'm not going to wear it, but because uh, I just wore it. But yeah. I, that's the way I take that's, that's just me demonstrating pride. You ready for this? Check, check, I'm sorry for interrupting, Principal. How about this one? Growing up in Newark, there were the Newark Bears, which was a uh, team for the Yankees. They were a minor league uh, farm team for the Yankees, but there was another team that some say was even better Newark the Eagles. Newark Eagles. That's right, Larry Doby. Larry, from, I'm in Montclair, the great Larry Doby from Montclair, New Jersey, played for the Cleveland Indians, if I'm not mistaken. He did. Yep. I'm I sorry, we're doing, we're doing baseball history. <laughs> Principal, let me ask you this. Um, <clears throat> how much of leadership, and you talk about the Assistant Principal Leadership Academy, um, how much of leadership is about motivating others to be better than they even think they can be themselves on a daily basis? It matters, you know, my wife and I were just having that conversation about 15 minutes ago, There's, because you, you find there are people that don't even realize what they have. So, so you're born with these just unlimited gifts and talents within you, but you need somebody that can identify them and help you to bring them out. So, so that's a large part of leadership, being able to find those talents within an individual to create synergy, because some leaders feel that they have to do it all, not realizing they've got smarter people amongst them on their staff, but you've got to help them to find out what it is they have so we can hone in on it. And, and, and therefore we got a one plus one is three effect synergy within the organization. Another leadership question.
Uh, you're a visionary guy, a visionary leader, you know, out of the box. I try to be that as well. But at the same time, I send crazy, and I say this all the time, I send emails on the weekend to my staff about the smallest detail. I look and I go, that's not right. How can we fix that? And I'm sure they're thinking, seriously, Saturday morning, you're going to send that email? Can't you wait until Monday? I said, no, I'll wait till Monday till you respond. My question, leadership, big vision, no detail, too small. You're shaking your head because? I believe in it. I, I, I give maximum attention to detail. You figure, you know, going back to the Saturday Academy, I'm not paid for that, but I'll spend an entire week preparing that lesson, which includes getting up two, three hours ahead of time to go back and prepare more so, so that all the details are covered so that I'm not on that broadcast stuttering and, and, and forgetting and so forth. I want it, I want as close to perfection as I can. So the attention to detail where a lot of folks probably wouldn't give it that kind of detail for something that they're not being compensated for. You know what, it's so interesting you're saying that. And by the way, to Alvin Badger, a great director um, who leads our behind the scenes team and all our producers, they get those emails and they're the best. There's a great team, but, but, but here's the funny thing. Where is the fine line in your view principle between being a, attending to those details and being an obsessive micromanager to the point where you just drive your people crazy. Listen, I mean, this is kind of like therapy right now. Talk yeah. to us, please. Yeah. Well, you know, it, there is a fine line and I was you, um, I sent my staff, a bulletin, typically on a Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. That was my ritual, 10 o'clock. Alvin, you listening to this? Go I ahead. don't do Sunday morning. Well, I, I, I take that back, go ahead. And they they would, um, I, I said to them, I don't expect you to read this at 10 o'clock. They're in church, but go to, ahead. Yeah, those that want to, yeah, it could be a church. Those that want to read it, read it, and then you, you, you've got to jump on everybody else relative to the week forthcoming. So it was all about the week so that when the staff meeting came, I didn't have to deal with administrative wow. issues. I could deal with professional development. So, so read the administrative and then let's deal with the nuts and bolts when we get to school on Monday, Monday afternoon at the staff meeting. So I, I, I was mindful of not bombarding them with emails because I know they don't want to read a zillion emails from me. So I kind of put everything in that Sunday morning email, which included a commentary that I would write just reflective of my thoughts going into that new week. And, and I learned over time, they look forward to the commentary before they did everything else because it, 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 it was me speaking now. See, everything else was just the work. But now the commentary, this is what I'm thinking at 10 o'clock or nine o'clock when I start writing it or eight, whatever it was, this is what I'm thinking right now going into the new week. And folks wanted to know, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the leader. So what's the leader thinking? Like I said, you're the teacher, I'm the student, and you just gave me an idea for a Sunday morning email to everyone on our team, plan a week ahead, little yeah. Steve's commentary. Yeah. It's not, and if they get upset, principal, I'm going to just say I was following <laughs> your lead. Are we all right with that? That's it. That's it. And that commentary may have nothing to do with the work. That commentary may just be what I'm thinking about, whatever. Yes. Hey, yeah. Principal uh, Baruti Caffelli is uh, the best. His website's been up the entire time. Do yourself a favor. Saturday morning, I know you want to chill, you want to do whatever. For me, 11 o'clock, Facebook Live is for me. You can also go on Twitter Live and YouTube Live. I learn something new every week because of that guy. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. That is awesome. Mary, think about this. Every Saturday morning, these I educational administrators and others get together and learn together. How great is that?
so inspiring and what better time to do it and what a, I mean, a great person to do it. He's inspirational. He's motivational. He practiced what he, he preaches. And I was just truly inspired watching that. And the fact that, listen, there are a whole bunch of things you can't do right now. You want to be in person and want to do everything together. Okay. Right now you can't do it exactly the way you want to, but Principal Caffelli is so innovative and creative. He looked at the technology and said, wait a minute. I can do this. This is what I can do. So if we obsess over what we can't do, that's a long list. The question is, what do great leaders do when they focus on what they can do? And Principal Caffelli, every Saturday morning, check out Facebook Live. I learned so much. Yes, it's for educational administrators. It's for assistant principals, principals, superintendents. For me, doesn't matter. I learn all kinds of great things. So that's every Saturday morning, I believe at 11 o'clock. I'm going to get that right. Yeah, yeah, we'll make sure to put it up right. on screen as well. Hey, that's Mary. I'm Steve. This has been Lessons in Leadership. It's been our honor. Mary, why don't you throw to the goodbye? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to throw to the goodbye. Goodbye. No. Uh, thank you so much for watching, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks, folks. See you next time. This edition of Lessons in Leadership with me, Steve Adubato, and my colleague, Mary Gamba, is brought to you by Valley Bank, the Bucino Leadership Institute at Seton Hall University, New Jersey Sharing Network, Prager Metis, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 825, and Seton Hall University, showing the world what great minds can do since 1856. This is Mary Gamba. If you want more leadership tips and tools, log on to stand-deliver.com. Promotional support for this edition of Lessons in Leadership with me, Steve Adubato, and my colleague, Mary Gamba, has been provided by NJ.com, NJBIA, and New Jersey Business Magazine, CIANJ, and Commerce Magazine.